Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's up? Derek, we are basically in what we would consider our paradise, uh, but however, it's someone else's home, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm jealous, but I'm jealous. You can stay. Okay. So, <laughs> I passed. So we'll, uh, we'll start with introductions and what you guys are all about, and then we'll dive right into all of our questions, because the conversation that we had before we actually hit record was incredibly interesting so yeah let's just let's just start with intros okay you want to uh, mark byers partial owner of byers maple farm this is well this is denise i'm her manservant <laughs> her manservant yeah i'm her manservant whatever she needs <laughs> that's the bee. boss queen bee, bee. <laughs> we both own byers maple farm <laughs> perfect and how did you guys meet in high school so we've been dating since we were 16 oh wow yeah. Look at that. Yeah. High school sweethearts. You're yep. like in less than the half percentile of the entire universe to make it. <laughs> oh, we know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know it. <laughs> so when did you guys start the, the Mabel Farm? In around 2010? 2009, I think we started. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and what, what drove you specifically to Maple? I was back here hunting, and I had a maple leaf fall on my lap. Literally fall on my lap, and I just looked around and said, man, we got a lot of maple trees. I used to tap trees when I was a kid, not too many, so we just kind of started, I think we started out with 30 taps. Something like that, yeah. I think it was less than that, not too many, but we got the bug bad. We picked it up bad and said, this is really cool. It's, uh, it's we do it in a time of year where winter's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You want to get outside and you want to do something, even if it's in the mud, and believe it or not, we get days out there that are snow-covered and beautiful, and they're 55 degrees. We get sunburn out there making syrup sometimes. Really? And other times we're freezing so bad that I can tell you that Molson doesn't freeze till 19 <laughs> degrees. After 19 <laughs> degrees, it's slush. Very good to know. Yep. So what is the temperature that you have to start tapping? Uh, you need you need that break in winter to start happening. Okay. You need your warm-up to start kicking in. Around 40. And, yeah, we'll we'll start tapping when it's colder, you know, during February, so we're ready when that first run hits. Sure. sure. But yeah, we'll, well, it's it's all weather dependent. You got to watch the forecast. We watch them all the time. They're never accurate, ever. Isn't it the easiest job in the world? Yeah, you only got to get it right thirty percent of the time. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, you're good, but well, it depends on what area you're in. So they got to kind of make it just an average. Yeah, you know, we have our own weather system here because <laughs> we're up on a hill, and you know, we get a lot of wind and we get a lot of snow up here too. So. We have snow lines that run right through our woods. On one side of the woods, it'll be two feet of snow. On the other side, it'll be dry. Really? No snow, yeah. Hmm. Right on top of here, right through our woods. So how does that impact the run of the syrup? Because don't you, 
like some people install lines where yeah. it's all based on gravity. Do you guys have that here as well? No. Nope. You, we, you just put it right in the bucket and then you walk it over? We put it in buckets because we tap other people's trees too. Gotcha. And they don't want to see lines through their yard or through their mm. woods and everything. A lot of guys like to hunt around here. so Sure. Like my neighbor right over here. He lets us tap everything back there. Mm-hmm. He's nice enough to let us. So. Because no it, it doesn't. No nothing. Yeah, because it's not necessarily hurting the tree. No. Right. No, okay. You can tap the same tree for 80 years. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Okay. So you started with maple syrup. And what was the process like in not only just making the syrup, which obviously there's boiling and all the things that you don't necessarily want to do sober, which we talked about. <laughs> but, You're watching water boil. What yeah, else are you going to do? Exactly. I mean, it's like watching a 300-gallon boiling pot. Right. You know how much a little pot takes to boil? Mm-hmm. This one takes forever. <laughs> so it, ta- it takes a while. And a watch pot never boils, so you no. should right. just start it. drinking. Yeah. We're watching it <laughs> Literally staring at it. <laughs> yep. So what was the process like in basically getting the word out that hey, we have so much of this we're kind of wanting to provide to other people? What was that process like? I I think I I remember people just tasting our products and going, wow, those are really good. Yeah. I don't think we ever had an intention on selling it when we started. I think I, I put pictures up on Facebook. I, Facebook was around back then, right? I think it was. It was, yeah. yes. Um, Relatively And once what you put it up one? on Facebook, it MySpace. was... MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. I, think, I think it was still MySpace was still kind of around. Facebook must have just come around, and yeah. I had mm-hmm. put a few pictures up, and everybody was like, I want some. Can you make me some? So we were like, well, there's a market out there for it. We might as well tap some more next year. And we had it started that barn back there. That's where we started making the syrup, and we had a makeshift evaporator. It wasn't even an actual evaporator. It's like most people that are hobbyists. They have just an old fuel tank, fuel tank yeah. and you know a flat pan on top. Not very efficient, but it did the job. And uh, so once we were like, all right, that's way too far from the house. We need a water source to clean everything up. Electricity. And then we used this building over here as our shanty. So uh, I lived in that building when we had our house remodeled. Yep. We're, we're going to get into that. Yeah, I lived in that little building. I <laughs> okay. love that place. So, so that's your shanty. So that's, that's my shanty. shanty. <laughs> yep. And we, we started with a half-pint evaporator, and then we um, actually got a grant through Farmer Veteran Coalition. And with that help, that's what really got us going with our business, was the Farmer Veteran Coalition helped us to get a 2 by 8 evaporator. Um, so from there, it really boomed. Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And from the, basically an efficiency standpoint, and that cut your your time in half. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. So speaking on the veteran piece, um, let's dive into your story. Sure. And then we'll kind of tie it back into what's going on today because now it's an accumulation of a lot of different moving pieces that makes you guys special in regards to what your business is. So we'll start from the very beginning. Um, you you heard the call. So. Raw. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I heard the call. I, I don't know what drove me to become a marine. Okay. I, I don't remember anymore. I was always interested in always you know, my grandfather was in the military, I had a cousin in the military. I always everyone's got family in the military. Sure. And if I was gonna do it, I wanted to do the hardest one. For sure, which was the Marine Corps. There we go. We'll little, talk about little, that all A little offline. harder than the Army sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, you guys you guys how far do you shoot? 150 yards? 
Three hundred meters. Three hundred. De- depending on the weapon system. Three hundred. Depending on the weapon system. Uh, okay. But it's fine. So we'll, we'll we'll just keep going. You can pick on me too. It's fine. I, I know. I know. It's fine. Are you good crayon eater? Where's the crayon eater comments? That's that's after the point. Uh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. My dog. My bulldog actually eats crayons. And, and you would have a bulldog. Of course yeah. I have a bulldog. Yeah. yeah. For those that don't know, that's basically the mascot for the Marine Corps. Right, His name's right. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so so you join He'll the Marines. He'll come out later. He'll be the head of the show, trust me. <laughs> I love it. So you're how old when you enlist? Uh, I think I was 19. Okay. When I enlisted, I believe that was, what, 98? Yeah, 98 we signed up, 99 yeah. we went to boot camp. Yeah, I enlisted, and we were dating at the time, and a couple of weeks later she came up and said, I'm enlisting too. Oh, wow. Not even. It was the next day. I think my, mo- my mom <laughs> talked her into it. That you can do all everything the guys can do. And at first I was like, I'm not sure if she could do everything the guys could do. She'll kick the guys' asses. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. She kicked my ass in front of a battalion of Marines once. <laughs> we were learning McMap. I had to. The martial arts training. Yep, exactly. Yep. And yep. she dropped me in front of a thousand Marines. Wow. Yep. And he enjoyed every twice. second. <laughs> yeah, oh, twice. I got up. She dropped me again. I was like, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You won the battle because you ended up getting married. We so, did. Yeah. 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 We did. Yeah. That was just kind of like, are you more attractive now that you just dropped yeah, me in front exactly. of all these guys? And now you're like, I got to maintain my level of alpha, so I'm just going to marry the only person in the world that everyone knows can whoop me. Yeah. It yep. scares the hell out of me. Exactly. Yeah. So, we'll so, get into that later, too. I got a great story. <laughs> So, uh, 2001, obviously things kick off yep. in regards to um, 9/11. foreign affairs, yep. sure. Uh, so your MOS is 0311? Correct. Okay. So that's infantry, for those that don't know, uh, within the Marine Corps. And what was your MOS? 0131. I was a unit diary clerk, which is administrative. Okay. So I stayed stateside while they went to Iraq. Gotcha. Her yep. job was PWST. It was, what is it, post-time, wartime support team? Peacetime, wartime support team, yep. Her job was to notify families if they lost a loved one or one of them got injured. Yeah, that's difficult. So, got, so you're the woman in Saving Private Ryan that was typing yes. typing everything up? Yes, and she got my movie. notification. Did she really? Yeah. Okay, well, so, so, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll... Hold on, one thing at a time. My, now, my master sergeant got it, and he's the one that he called me and told me, so... Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you definitely weren't a basket case. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even remember what he said to me because I was just... Pfft. Yeah. Yeah. Total blackout. Yep, total Makes blackout. Sense. I dropped my knees, bawling my eyes out when, you know, he told me what happened. Um, so, yeah, it was devastating news, but he's good now. Yeah. Well, when we started out in the Marine Corps, she was the only female in an all-infantry unit. Wow. The only wow. female in that whole... Which group. makes sense, too, because it was 98, 99. Yeah. 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 I was the only female in my job training, too. My whole job school. Oh, wow. I was the only female there, too. So. Now, prior to yeah. getting Denise in our unit, we had one that was not up to par with throwing a pack on and moving around with the grunts, but she would always like to say that she was. Mm-hmm. But things would happen, and you know, packs would get heavier and heavier and heavier as it got colder and colder and colder. Sure. And she would drop out of a lot of stuff. So when we got to Neeson, all the guys were kind of standoffish about her. You know, oh boy, is she going to be able to carry carry her pack and everything? Or, I had a lot of proving to do. She had to prove herself. She really In an infantry unit, you absolutely have to prove yourself. Guys do, too. Yeah. And guys oh, yeah. do, too. Absolutely. We all have to. Yep. Every single one of us. And one of the memories I have was her rolling around on the floor of the Alden Barn Grill from, from another Marine from Alden 
beating the living shit out of this poor kid. <laughs> but it was a Sometimes good time. He it. it was a good time. <laughs> For you, you were winning. <laughs> he got his ass kicked by, by a female. He's one of our great friends. It. And uh, he actually passed away um, 10 years ago Yeah. Uh, on a motorcycle accident. Um, mm. Chris Marhefka. But, <clears throat> yeah, we had some good times, and he loved getting his ass kicked. So... <laughs> You know? Just doing my job. Just he doing just my needed job. to be in formation at 06 that morning, too. Oh, yeah. So these guys came in, and, you know, her hair is all out We're all here. They got brush burns all over their face. And our gunnery sergeant's just looking. He's like, what in the hell happened to you? You guys, you freaking all the guys, he says. Unreal. Because we all went out. There's about 10 of us that all went out. Yeah. And all of us were in the same shape. Oh, right. Well, we got in the drill at, you know, 05 in the morning. And we, we, we were from Alden, and we had... What eight other people from Alden that joined yeah. the Marines, and we're in our unit too. So <laughs> when we had drill weekends, you know, we'd all go out and hmm. cause trouble. <laughs> well, right. Well, we'd go out and eat dinner and do a little PT, and then go home and go to sleep, like they said. <laughs> yeah, that's you, all I ever did. What were you doing? Yeah, right. You just did it your way. <laughs> I was never part of it. <laughs> right. Love it. So, so you're in um, you're in which unit in a one? 325. Third Battalion, 25th Marines, 325. Gotcha. Okay, so then you go over to Iraq. In 2005, we deployed to Iraq. In 2005? Yep. Okay. And what occurs? Uh, at first, when we were in Iraq, nothing. We were on okay. guard duty on al-Assad, on the air base, which nothing really happened. Mortars would come in, rockets would come in. You know, you have Pizza Hut, Burger King. You have, we call it Camp Cupcake. Okay. We didn't like to be there. We're grunts. Our sister battalions are out getting after it. We want to do the same. And we got our chance. Mm-hmm. And he got shot at a lot, got boarded a lot, got rocketed a lot. And eventually one of them finally got to to me and my squad, which Will Maher was in from Lakeview Lawns. There's a plug. Got it. <laughs> you got to throw it in. You got to throw Lons. it in. No shame. <laughs> but no, Will Maher was the guy after the IED went off that one of the first ones that were there. I believe the first one there was a corpsman, but he was the second one there. Okay. And I remember him just laying his body across me, and he's like, I got you, brother. I got you, brother. And I, I remember just saying to him, I'm like, get off me. You're freaking heavy. You know, because he's laying on my chest, like on my arm. I'm like, get yeah, right. off me. I'm like, okay, I'm all right. I'm all like, go do what you got to do, brother. All right, I got you. He's like, if you die, I die. And he just takes off running into the smoke after putting tourniquets on me. And it was like watching a, a movie, but it wasn't a movie. It was real. Right. And this, you know, even how do you how do you thank someone for saving your life? Or you know, it's tough to put into words how you feel about that person. Mm-hmm. This guy drug your ass out of there. You didn't die without him. Yeah, my whole squad did. The whole squad did. It wasn't just him. And that's uh, not the hardest thing to talk about because a lot of people think they ask me all the time. You know, is that hard to talk about? I was proud. I was proud. All them guys did their jobs the way they were supposed to. We all did. Yeah. And we didn't lose anyone. No one died. We're, Everyone came home that day. Was it an up armored or? We were on foot patrol. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Then we hit what we thought was a couple of double stack 155s. Jeez. 155 millimeter artillery shells are about, you know how big they are. Mm-hmm. They're big. Yeah. Buried in the ground. We yeah. bury them in the ground so you can't see them. They don't want to get in a firefight with us because... Cowards, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they easier to bury lose. bombs and blow us up. That didn't matter because we still got after them after that. So <laughs> there's so your deployment was 
how many months? Because different branches and different MOSs and different uh, elements think, do different durations. I think we were scheduled to be there for a year. And I think I was there for, what, eight months? Yeah, eight months. Eight months, yeah. Okay. So basically you were about to come back. Right at the end. Yeah. Right oh, that's end. frustrating. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, when yeah. I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> that was the last patrol? Really? They're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah two weeks later, <laughs> everybody was home. Yeah, I was in Walter Reed, and yeah. I remember, or I was in Bethesda. Walter Reed is now in Bethesda, Maryland. It used to be separate, Na- National Naval Medical Center, to the Army Hospital. Now it's all put together. It's all one building. Okay. But I remember waking up, and I haven't seen an American woman that smells good in a year. And her and her sister are over my bed like this. Now it's all, it's September in D.C. It's hotter than hell out, so they're yeah. wearing... Very, very Tank tops. I don't it's been a year. It's very, been a year. Nice I, wake up, I wake up from a coma and I have these two, her and her sister, bending over me with their arms crossed like this. I wake up, I'm like, I'm dead. I'm dead. And I'm like, I, wow, there's boobs all over. So I reach out. I remember saying boobies because you're drugged up. You know, oh, no. You're fueled sure. up with His all kinds of weird word, stuff. Though, was and I wham-o. said boobies. Wham-o. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you know what happened? And all, well, he was so he just came out of a drug-induced coma. So they took all the NG tubes out and all the tubes out of him. His chest tube. And that's his first word he said after waking up was, whammo. Damn right I knew what happened. It happened to me. We were like, yeah, it was a whammo. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't, uh, after I got hit, I didn't pass out or fall asleep or anything till they put me to sleep. Yeah. And we didn't know how much he knew. We didn't know if and he I knew, knew what everything. was going on. Oh, yeah, good point. Because yeah. yeah. then you're basically trying to deconflict mm-hmm. and or at least get yeah. on the same page of like what you experienced versus what you experienced and you're just like yeah. I literally remember everything yeah. and then yeah. you're probably sitting there like perfect yes. <laughs> like good tell me what don't, happened don't <laughs> have to explain it you know, yeah. to me I understood mm-hmm. exactly what happened and yeah there's her and her sister bending over with you know muscle shirts on or whatever they had on v-neck cut shirts and Team i'm going oh my cuts. god yeah. so i probably shouldn't say this but i reached for the wrong pair of boobs <laughs> my sister she was on my she's left like, side i couldn't reach to my right side so i just like boobies <laughs> and she's grabbing my hand she's like oh over there and they're like i think he's fine <laughs> I think he's, he's fine he's grabbing yeah. for boobies already he's got to be good that's hysterical yeah yeah but yeah walter reed was how long were you there a year. A year. Yeah. Okay. And what was that process like? Because I only know one person personally that had a lot of treatment there. It was and great. That's what he said. He's Their like, it was literally the best treatment that I've ever experienced in my it's life. That's where the president goes. Right. I've never heard of Bethesda or National Naval Medical Center. I'm a Marine. I never heard of it. You never think about getting wounded. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up and asking that. You know, is this a good hospital? Where, where am I? They're like, you go where the president goes. And I had what I called the herd. Remember the herd? Oh, yeah. It was like 15 doctors that would come in every day. But it was students. Students learning. and everything. So they would gotcha. follow sure. them around and, you know, I mean, what a great opportunity to learn how to take yeah. care of wounds. Yeah, right. Trauma care, you know, mm-hmm. you don't get any better in a military hospital during a war. Right. It's pretty good, pretty good learning for those guys. But, yeah, they were, they were amazing. Every doc there was great. Yep. And and what was the process um, other than just recovering? Like, what was PT like and, and things like that? Uh, PT was... I'm a Marine. PT wasn't hard. 
Sure. You know, I'd go in there. You got a PT for 15 minutes. It was kind of funny, like 15 minutes. <laughs> That's all you got? Okay, what are we going to do with the other four hours? Right. Like, you know, how we usually go through it. And I, I was actually shocked at how weak I was. Okay. Because I went from, I think I went from 200 pounds down to about 130 pounds. 120-something pounds. Yeah, he so, was so skinny. Yeah, you know, I grabbed a hold of a 25, 30-pound dumbbell and went, there's just no way. I can't even pick this up. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. And that was such a short period of time. So I started off with the little 5-pounders and then 10-pounders. And Did that bother you from, like, a an annoying standpoint? Like, no. like I can't even pick up 25 pounds right now? No. Like, I'm so I used had, to... I had her next to me the okay. whole time. You know what she told me? Yeah, you're blowing up. You knew what happened. It's time to suck it the fuck up. We gotta get on with our lives. <laughs> I looked a while. Yeah. That was the first word that you said to him, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was not quite, not quite. I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I guess I don't have a choice anymore. <laughs> no, we 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 edged our way in with that one. <laughs> not really. It's like really. it was four hours. Four, four hours, hours after yeah. I woke up. I said whammy, and then she hit me with this. And that's I tried it. grabbing her sister. But she wasn't right there. Yeah, she had to get you back somehow. <laughs> they were both wearing white shirts. Her sister was on the left-hand side. You I couldn't, couldn't help see it. straight. I mean, <laughs> it's fair. Right. Yeah. It's fair. Yeah. It's no, the, the whole experience of Walter Reed, though, they they do their jobs well. They know what they're doing. I would love to talk to some of the docs. I can't remember their names or mm-hmm. who they were. You remember mm-hmm. some of them. I do remember some of them. Yeah. Uh, some of the like crewmen from the C-17s that brought me home. I have no idea who they are. The Night Stalker crews that picked me up. I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I'd like to know those guys. Well, I mean, the 160th makes sense. I know. Yeah. Do you, you want to hear a funny story after being blown up? I had a chicken in my pocket. A frozen chicken. You know, when you get blown up, they got to get all your explosive gear off you. Your rounds, your hand grenades. You can't go to the ER with C4 in your pocket, you know? Right. So they're like, is there anything else in your pocket? I said, yeah, there's a chicken in my pocket. <laughs> And it, the guy from the medevac crew pulled his arms up like this. He says, is it alive? I'm like, no, it's a dead frozen <laughs> chicken, dude. He's like, why you got a chicken in your pocket? I'm like, oh, my God, really? Because I was going to eat it. You know, and you're just like, okay. So he grabbed the chicken out of my pocket. I just see it go out the door of the bird. And it's the last time I saw my chicken. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's I, a wasted lunch, man. I really think the chicken took some shrapnel too. I wonder because it was if all it blown to pieces. And my pocket was all blown out. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, 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 it must have. So as the story yeah. goes, the frozen chicken saved my life. Mm. The chicken saved me. Yeah. How big was that thing in your cargo pocket? Because the pocket's yeah, not that like four pound chicken. I know that's obnoxious. How yeah, did you fit big. it in your pants? <laughs> I was swollen. <laughs> that's all. I was just swollen. <laughs> that's so obnoxious. Chicken in my pocket. It's awesome. <laughs> well, good deal. Okay, so so you get to the point, you leave Walter Reed, um, come back, and from that point on, you are trying to, here comes the fam, trying to establish a, kind of like your life, right? So Yeah. So you mentioned foundations that assisted in not only the house, but the business. So let's start with the house first, because obviously things had to change with making it more uh, accessible and things yep. like that. So who helped out with that process? And, and we can, you know, dive into it. Well, when we first got home, we were in a tiny little apartment. Right. Yeah, we had a one-bedroom apartment. His wheelchair wouldn't even fit through the bathroom door. So he had to hop on one leg just to use the bathroom, take a shower. It would, he would fall a lot. <clears throat> so I was dead set on finding a place as soon as possible okay um because i mean it had he had to hop up on the on the stairs just to get into the door 
Um, it was just not functional for what we needed. So, you know, I was looking at houses and um, I looked at land down the road and then the realtor, a friend of ours, um, told me about this place and that it wasn't up on the market yet. They were going to try to offer it to the neighbor and he couldn't end up getting the financing. So we were next in line and um, it all went from there. We, we got the house um, and then two years later, Homes for Our Troops helped us to rip out the rugs, put hardwood floors in. Um, we put the ramp on the deck, um, you know, things like that, make it handicapped accessible. And then we put the addition on the house too. So we had a master bedroom suite added on. Um, and then 10 years later, in 2018, the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation approached us because they had done another Marine's house who we know, Mark O'Brien and Michelle, his wife, they did his house. He went through the same process. <clears throat> he also with the lost his arm troops, and leg. Kind of redoing it, and then gotcha. Tunnel Towers came along and said, "We're going to redo everything." Yeah. To make yeah. sure everything's handicapped accessible for you. Right. Wow. Yeah. Normally, um, like I was telling you before, they just build houses, but we were an exception to the rule, so they <laughs> gutted our house and. and That's uh, when I lived in the shanty, and I lived Denise in a camper in, a in camper. the driveway with the kids, and we were pulling our hair out by six months, and it was turning snowy outside. And we're like. <laughs> out here we need to get in it's a little chilly out here it's buffalo but uh yeah we made it through and everything's better i i I gotta be honest i had a fun time living in the shade yeah i really did he was buying knives every month (laughs) well yeah there's a reason right you know that that damn button on the computer (laughs) just kept pressing it yeah well it it started to press itself that's all so i I did i started it started a knife collection i didn't know what else to do right i mean the the house is under construction we weren't doing any farming at the time we still did syrup we did we still made syrup that year but there's nothing else to do so and the whole process was six months yeah yeah they were quick yeah that's really fast yeah they came through gutted everything (laughs) tore everything up got everything put back together and you know there's still some some stuff that we had to do but it was just so cold out it didn't matter yeah, and right. I mean, we have two little girls. we got to get them back inside. And yeah. We did. Everything worked out just fine. And I remember the, the day before, two days before the Tunnel to Tower guy comes up here, we had a great Buffalo Lake effect snow. And he came in here, and he just looks around and says, F this place. And he tried, <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to drive away because it was coming down about two inches an hour, you yeah, know. Yeah, we had a good eight inches. November storm for us. But right, right. Yeah, he was freaked out by it. We had the snow lightning and everything going, and the thunder, the, what do they call it, uh, thunder snow. Yep. Yeah. He was all freaked out about it. That's incredible. <laughs> so is that when you your like other part of the business kind of started taking off once that process of building the house or re- renovating the house was completed that you wanted to start growing stuff here and like making it more of a business? I mean, it, we... With the syrup, we, we've already been doing for years, but your bees, you really started doing them couple years ago and yeah i started uh raising my honey pies <coughs> in 2016 so i had them for a couple years by the time we were ready to renovate the house again um but yeah with everything else that we do as far as like i make herbal preparations now tinctures and with the beeswax i make salves bombs lip bombs um face and body cream and i'm i'm finding recipes all the time and reading books and you know just experimenting here and there so making good stuff from nature yeah yeah why did you want to do bees 
I feel like bees are so intimidating. Derek oh. is terrified of bees, I, especially I when there's more than like I don't know a half of one. Yeah, wasps. Half a million over there. Wasps, yeah. not bees. I don't. I, I get the big bees because I have a wood deck too. Yeah, and they fly around all the time. And like those, I can get the carpenter. But those yeah, are yeah, carpenter. Yeah, 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 those yeah, are yeah. like the easy ones. But right. once you get like I don't know, we had the murder hornets for like a day and a half here. <laughs> but then you also like you get the big wasps, and I don't yeah. like those. I just no. don't see a point of those. Yeah, I know. Well, they do have a purpose. Sure. Everything does. Um, but I wanted to get into raising bees because I loved honey so much. And mm-hmm. I thought that it was just so cool what they did. And I wanted to learn about it and, um, you know, try to add that to our business. So um, I, again, bought some books, did some research, and talked to a few other beekeepers in the area. Um, got a couple hives and started doing it. And it, it's just awesome. Hold on. What do you mean you just got a couple? It's you just talk like you went to Wegmans. You don't just go out and get a couple hives. <laughs> she does. Yeah, so like, what's that? How does that work? Um, like I said, I talked to a, a local beekeeper. And a purist, right? Yes. Love and it. it. Yes, Love yes. that word. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> Shut up, Derek. <laughs> what is it called? An apiarist? Right. Are you an apiarist? Apiary? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I'm married to an apiarist. Put it on my other title. You're married to an asshole. <laughs> I didn't say it. I did. I'll be the first one to admit that. So, so you called them and you're like, hey, I'm going to do some things with some bees. And they're like, no problem. Swing by and pick up some hives. How do they transport them? Um... Through on the back of the truck. So. I can't. This is this is too much. Well, okay, so <laughs> hey, it's not an here. Like, <laughs> it's really hard what? finding help to unload them too. It really is. So it's not yeah, like a, a, a hive that's nah, there. Nah. Then they just take the hive, right? It, like it's, it's an, a right? nuke. It's like, yeah. So okay. It's Whoops. like a smaller box with about five frames in it. So I already had my hive set up here. So I went to. I don't even know where I got him. I remember where you went. Do you remember the name? I remember the guy you got him from. Harry Whitehead. That's Harry, an easy Harry name to Whitehead. remember. Yes, it is. Um, Harry Whitehead? He has his own apiary. We're going to have to cut that out because we can't say names. <laughs> but he does. He's another honey seller, too. So. <laughs> and uh, so he had the hives and everything there that he sold, too. So Okay. Um, but now I get, if I need a hive, I go to Masterson's Garden Center because they're closer for me. Um, whereas Harry, he lives out in Farmersville, which is, mm-hmm. I don't know, 45 minutes from me. And Masterson's is only like 15, 20 minutes. So I buy my hive equipment, nail it all together, have the kids help me. We paint it, put it out in the bee area that we wanted them. And then I went out to Harry's place. He gave us the nukes. And then, you know, you set them on your hive for a few days, let them acclimate, and then you put them inside the hive. See, so. nothing to it. That's wild. Yeah. She so, forgot the part about getting stung is, about 14 times that day. Well, no, it wasn't that day. It wasn't that day at well, all. One no. of the days. Do you it, wear uh, one of those big suits um, when you do at it? At first, I did not. I was just wearing a veil, and my hands were open. My legs were exposed. Her everything butt. was everything was exposed. You know, she I just had a, a thin veil on, and uh, it, it was okay at first. <laughs> Until I had to do some heavy inspections on the hive, and I and they get heavy because there's a lot of honey in there and the bees that are growing, and you know it's just it's a growing hive. So I don't know, they're 80 to 100 pounds, and I didn't have a full suit on. I just had this veil on, and I ended up dropping it, and it pissed them mm. off, and they all like just like 
were all over my legs. And I'm like, okay, I'm not happy right now. <laughs> and I was like flying around the yard trying to get them all off. I got, st- I thought I got stung <laughs> like eight times. I'm sure it was a lot more than that. And uh, Damn. so after that day, I, I went and got myself a bee suit. And I've worn one ever since. Well, learn. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, little shits will teach you. How much oh, yeah. does that bee suit help? A lot. When you get stung. Oh yeah, it's. Do you feel it at all, or? Um, very rarely. I got new gloves that come up to here, because when I had before, I just had these regular work gloves, and I would duct tape them on. <laughs> <laughs> Full lock gear. <laughs> because you know you don't want them getting up your sleeve or into yeah. the glove. I mean, they they will find any little hole that they can to get in. You know, so you really got to cover everything up. <laughs> but it's amazing because there are some people that don't wear anything when they go and inspect their hives. And that's, you know, I don't know how I they I think they're there. spraying them. You know, the smokers that make the bees calm. Mm-hmm. I think they put something else in it. Maybe. Maybe not a little straw or something like that. It might be something green, stinky that they put on Because <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. Right. I, Who I the hell's going to walk into a half a million bees without a suit on? Yeah. yeah, I don't. Unless those bees are really docile. Right. You definitely need a smoker because that helps them to calm down. But I've been using sugar water mixed with lemongrass essential oils. And, and hep. And that the helps. Hep rope. Yep. Um, and that helps calm them down. But it's, when you spray them with the sugar water, they immediately start cleaning themselves off because, you know. Oh, oh so they're preoccupied. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then they're not flying around you so much. So. Is that a calmer? Is that a calmer environment for them? Is to be in one of those boxes rather than like a hive on your house? I would say, yeah, it's more structured and you know. It's all up to the queen. It's wild. Yeah, it really is. It's all up to the queen. If she says attack, they'll attack. Mm-hmm. Sure. If she says everything's fine, everything's fine. Yep. Goodness, no, thank you. I'll That's uh, why we call her Queen Bee. <laughs> yeah, think about it, the only female in an all infantry unit of a couple hundred guys. Yep, she controls a lot of drones. <laughs> I like it. That's right. I do too. <laughs> so it, it progressed from um, all of those products, and what is the business like now? I mean, you guys have a lot of support from other businesses, which is great. Congratulations, by the way, on recently being featured in the Buffalo News with the help of Lake Vuelans as well. Thank you. Um, absolutely. And what is it like now? I mean, do do people still just kind of reach out on Facebook and Instagram, or has it kind of progressed into, like, you now have a website? Oh, yeah, you know? I have a website. I've had a website for, I don't know, when That's I started that. Um, 2012, I think I started it's it. It's super easy to use, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I, I eventually want to get to where I can have a cart and you can put things mm-hmm. in there and you can order online, but I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. They. <laughs> <laughs> we got no problem making the products. We just got to figure out the computer. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I know how to do computer work. It's just, you know, the company that I'm with, with my website, I got to talk to them and see if they have those capabilities because sure. they have the PayPal button. But then, you know, I got to figure out shipping. And with syrup, it's expensive to ship it because it's heavy. So I can't just be like free shipping because, you know, we wouldn't really make much money if I did it that way. So um, so I'm still working on that. But I at least have it for, you know, for educational purposes. People can see what we're about, what our products are that we offer. Um, And then, you know, like for my salves and bombs, I go through what the herbs are that I add to them. Which is all made the from our beeswax, are. too. Yeah. yeah. So we she use our beeswax. She renders all the beeswax yep. and 
and our own herbs or I get them from Thorpe's Farm up the road. They have a lot of herbs that I use. And if I don't have it or they don't have it, I order it online through um, or we grow it. bulk apothecary, apothecary or uh, Mountain Rose Herbs. So um, all organic, you know, I do all organic stuff. So um, And then we also raise chickens and turkeys as well. So I have chickens for eggs um, and I have the meat birds during the summer. So I do those for meat and then the turkeys, they'll, they'll actually come in August. So a couple more weeks. Wow. Yeah. We just filled our do everything. with 50 fresh tur- er, chickens. Chickens, yeah. And that is great. We've been having chicken for the past two weeks. <laughs> we uh, were out for a while, so we're like, chicken! Let's forget our chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so good. <laughs> How do you separate beeswax from the honey? It's a process. So uh, <laughs> I should... What I did before I was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually had them all sitting... Like, when you... Harvest honey, you have to take the cappings off. So the bees have the honey in all the hexagon shaped mm-hmm. parts of the frame. And they cap it with beeswax so that it doesn't pour out. So okay. it stays in there. And then it also does a fermentation process and, you know, it's sealed so that it stays forever. So um, when you extract it, you have to take a hot knife and scrape off that beeswax cappings. And and it all goes into a bucket. And, of course, there's going to be honey mixed in with that beeswax. So um, I have a a few different ways of doing it. You know, I put it in mason jars inside of a crock pot in a hot water bath, you know, to make it more viscous and to run through a filter. Because it, it really, it won't go through a filter very easily. It takes a while and it takes a while to drip through. So I like to do this process in the wintertime. Um, next to the wood stove. Um, a lot of people have solar um, melters that they use during the summer, but you have to have like a certain temperature. Sure. And with all the rain we've had, you know, you're not going to be able to do it. So, and I don't have a solar melter. Like there's another friend of ours um, where we take our honey to to extract it. He has the extractor, the whole uh, centripetal fusion thing. You know, it spins and lets there's, all the. There's a word for you. Yes. Centripetal fusion. <laughs> yeah. So it's an extractor. It's a big cylindrical shaped machine. Mm-hmm. And you set all the uh, frames in it after you cap it. Decap it, I should say. And so it spins and all the honey falls down into the bottom and out the spout into a bucket. Of course, we have a little filter on there. So it captures all the cappings in there, too. Um, and then... Uh, so I'll, I'll take that bucket home and then I'll bottle it right from there. I don't heat it up or anything like that. It's just raw honey. Hmm. Um, and then those cappings, there's still going to be a lot of honey. So like I said, I'll put them in the mason jars in the hot water bath and pour it through a filter and all the honey will leak down hmm. and then all the cappings will stay in the filter bag. Um, and then, of course, I have to render that down a few times. And I use the crock pot for all of this stuff. Um, oh, wow. Okay. And it kind of just floats on top of the water, the, the beeswax does. Um, and I have to do it multiple times because there's a lot of bee parts and, you know, just junk in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to filter it a few times to get all that junk out and make it look pretty. So the birds, bees stuff, that's probably like a competitor 
of yours probably, but like what <laughs> is that the same process that they do too? Like is that I similar? I have no idea what they do. Because I'm it's actual sure beeswax it. too, right? I'm sure it is. Or else yeah. they can't or they shouldn't call it that. Right, you so, would think. Yeah. I'm not sure. What ingredients you talk that you add some stuff into it, like herbs. What herbs do you have into there and what kind of blossomed this passion of yours for more of the holistic herbs rather than just like what Mike and I would grow, which is basil, and then it would die a day yeah. later. So how, <laughs> um, what was that about? Well, I, I really started getting into holistic stuff when uh, my kids were little. So Eva had some things going on, and, you know, I, I didn't want to be running to the doctor for every little thing, every right. sniffle, every whatever they got going on. I like to handle things at home, have natural remedies to deal with, the, with stuff. So um, I had taken some classes through the Center for Holistic Education and got certified as a holistic educator and herb specialist. Um, So that kind of started the ball rolling, but as far as like learning to grow them and work with them with the beeswax, that started um, more in the past couple years, especially this past year when I finally um, took the time to research and, and read about how to deal with the beeswax and what to do with it so um again i got more books <laughs> it's all about the books yeah. <laughs> and um rosemary gladstar she's a well-known herbalist and it sounds like an herbalist yeah, yeah. i know her rosemary name's rosemary right? <laughs> <laughs> she's incredible though she's got some awesome recipes and just very knowledgeable about all the stuff so i have a couple of her books and couple other um the nerdy wife the nerdy farm wife i have some of her stuff too she's great unbelievable she's great um so yeah so there's calendula calendula is very healing for the skin um but it's also an edible herb so you can eat the petals you can eat um you can put it in salads and soups uh your broth like bone broth I, I read that if you don't have calendula in your bone broth, then you don't know what you're missing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um... What type of a flavor does it have? Or does it not give a flavor? Um, yeah, it's it's very mild. It's I, hard to explain. Sure. Like, if I were to make a tea for you, you would know it. You would know that it's yeah, in there. Okay, yeah. it's a distinct, but it's maybe mild? Distinct, okay. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's very mild, um, but very healing for the gut. You know, tea is actually the most... Um, oldest form of medicine so when you think about it it's like oh yeah I guess it would be Um, and so our our ancestors for thousands of years have used herbs for whatever they were whatever ailments Mm -hmm. they had Um, and it's amazing that more people don't know this stuff right and I forgot who we were talking to or maybe it wasn't even with you but we were talking about how weird it is that we're the only country that advertises different medicines on TV rather than getting it from your doctor because there's yep. no holistic view to like home care anymore. Right. Like if you have a headache, mm-hmm. go take Advil, go right. take Excedrin. Yep. It's like, no, that's not a good way to do it's it not. because you shouldn't be supplementing it. It's more, there's more of a natural way to do it. Absolutely. So is that how you kind of live is just yeah. like, let's see if there's some natural. Absolutely. That's, I find natural. Awesome. I use natural over anything. I don't take Motrin. I don't take Tylenol. I didn't even after my two babies, I had something natural to use in place of that. So yeah, I found most everything natural in place of using pharmaceuticals. I'm so impressed with people that can do that. Thank you. That's Hon- awesome. Yeah, honestly, it should be the go-to because 
movement is medicine. So even right. if somebody took a walk, they'd be surprised right. mm-hmm. with how beneficial that is, Absolutely. let alone what you're eating right. from right. Mother Earth. Yep, that's right. That's right. It's very exciting. It's all put on this earth for us anyway, so yeah. we might as well learn how to use it. So, so do you offer any educational aspects of, like, when you're selling this stuff, like, mm-hmm. this is what it's used for and this is kind of how it works? Or do you tutor? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do homeschool, so... Um, and we have a group of kids that we oh cool we hang out with, and you know I'll teach them all an herb a week. So you know during the school year, everybody learns about a certain herb and how to use it either culinarily awesome. or medicinally. Is there an age limit on this? Can I come out? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I could start some classes. Sure. You'll lo- you'll literally look like Buddy the Elf. <laughs> I know. I know. I'd be so excited. <laughs> the biggest kid in the class. <laughs> Oh, but um, what was your other question? No, it's just like if you had educational classes with this, because this is, it's something that, again, people should know about. People shouldn't be running to medicine to fix them. There's other ways to do it. And not only that, but preventative care, like not even just, I have a headache, let me take something. But Mm -hmm. like, why is the food that I taste or or the food that I normally eat so bad for me? It's because you don't have good stuff in it like it's a whole process it is Uh, there's so much to it i mean right down from the chemicals that they're putting in all the ground you know these yeah i don't even get me started (laughs) (laughs) that that would be round two yeah yeah yeah, no doubt for sure for sure so was there a conscious time in your guys's history that you said this we're gonna make this an actual business or was it more of an evolution of a hobby and one day you're just like yep. let's do this yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an evolution from hobby to you know wow we got a lot of people that are interested in our products and you know i can't keep it on the shelf yeah. <laughs> you know we so would sell out a lot so you had a, a job before this yep uh were you how, how was the, the balance between that actual job and also what did you do but what how is the balance between that and trying to fill a supply for customers so i used to be an x-ray tech um i went to college and everything um while i was in the marine corps and uh, so I was an x-ray tech. I worked at local hospitals. And then um, I also uh, became a cardio-angio tech. So I would do angiograms and um, for heart attack patients and stroke patients. And then the peripherals we would do for people that had blood clots in their legs and things like that. Um, and I loved my job. I was there for... I was there for almost a decade doing my job and I loved it and it was a very hard decision um, you know once I had my first daughter um, realizing <laughs> how much work it is to have a child sure. <laughs> and then you know with my job I was working 13-hour shifts and taking call and there was just no feasible way that I was gonna take care of everything and work full-time so um, so I, I chose to leave my job um, even though I'm still paying on my school loans. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're almost there. Now, how is the United States Marine with the GI Bill still paying on school uh, loans? It Isn't makes you odd? wonder. Yeah. I know. It A makes lot. you wonder. They oh, only yeah. paid for we'll so much. We'll get that later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with my decision. I did keep up with my license for many years, and then I was like, well, you know, I honestly don't. I don't plan on going back, so, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of dropped it. You know, it's a few hundred dollars a year to, or every few years to re-up your license and mm-hmm. to keep up with it and do all the 
um, the continued education. Yes, or thank continued you. Learning. The CE credits. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, wow, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So credits. I was like, you know, I just with everything else with our farm, and I'm, I'm like, I just don't have the time to do it. I'm gonna have to drop it. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta drop it, even though I didn't want to because I worked so hard for it. But you know. God it's has fine. other plans. It's a much better <laughs> lifestyle like this. Yes, it yeah. is. No, so no. we're a little short on money sometimes, but it's worth it. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah, you know we bust our asses all syrup season. I bust my ass all hunting season. I like to say that. Yeah. <laughs> what you do, you know, you do. You're out every morning, but yeah. this is a much better better way to live. It really is, yeah. no doubt. We know where our food comes from. We grow our own food. You're home for your kids. We're with mm-hmm. our kids all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't give it up for the world. Right. Right. There's only one job I would take. Right. That I, if I could take a job, that I would go back to it, and that would be being a marine again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not so so good at running anymore. So <laughs> I guess we're stuck with farming. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. Yeah. No, not at all. The easy hobby, like farming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Right. We had no clue what we were in for. We really didn't. Nope. And I had no idea what how to make maple syrup when we first started. I I was clueless. I had I had never done it, never seen the process. I had no idea. So I had barely done it. I knew about as much as you put a tap in a tree and you boil it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about okay. as far as I went. I mean. That's literally what I know too, and yeah. I don't think Derek's any different. There was so much more to learn no. that we're still. Learning. <laughs> we were driving down the street one day, and my oh, my a honeybee. My yeah, perfect. <laughs> wow, we were gonna get stung, and I'm gonna freak out. No, I'm just kidding. You but, can them. Yeah, no, we were driving nice. down the street the other day, and my fiance is from Attica, and I looked out the side of the window, and I saw the lines between the trees, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And she's like, "That's Ooh, maple, lines. you idiot." I'm like, oh, makes sense. Idiot. It's all maple trees. Nailed it. How dare you not? Yeah. Know maple syrup I, I had no idea what that was. Like, I didn't know what the lines were, and now I do. Yeah. No, we did. didn't. We didn't know much either. Yeah. I, we first started making. I'll have to say it. I didn't know, and we didn't even know where to get filters from. So I was filtering her through a gym sock, through one of my socks. <laughs> our very first year, the only time we did. They were washed. Until <laughs> we but got I'm our... Like, how do it you adds get a different flavor out? to it. <laughs> yeah, it did. They were washed. They were good. They were dirty, though. They were used. And we started using it. You know, we used two socks. And we're like, that's great. It works perfect. But, you know, we talked to a couple of guys. They're like, dude. You can't use socks to filter your syrup. But if you're going to sell it, like, people are buying it. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, didn't, wow. it didn't taste like feet. That's amazing. <laughs> we were oh eating it, so. <laughs> No, socks and shirts make great filters, especially yeah. if you add some dirt and rocks inside of it, and then it's, it's natural. Sure. Yeah. It's natural. A little charcoal. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, a little charcoal. No, we just simply did not know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just our first year looking, doing it. Yeah. yeah. We really started looking into it and bought a book we bought a you know mm-hmm. all those books you guys in your books you. yes <laughs> well, a lot of books yep it, we still have the one book that we reference to our maple to bible day. yep are there a lot is there like a big community in this area that does maple syrup Absolutely. Okay. yeah 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 there's like yeah. 2,000 plus producers and i don't know if is it all of new york <laughs> or is there more than that in all of new york there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. When we first started, Maybe there wasn't area, too many. There's 2,000. My landlord does it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves it. There's a yeah. bunch of little... There's it's crazy. There's a lot of people that do it as just yeah. a hobby. They make enough for their family. Mm-hmm. And then there's others like Wendell's. That's where we go for most of our, our supplies. And, uh, you know, they're huge. They're... they may, I don't even know how much they make, but they make a lot. So... Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of gallons. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll make 50 gallons as a, a goal for us. You know, he'll make that in two hours. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And our evaporator, when people walk in and see it, they see it's two foot by eight foot. It's actually two foot by nine foot. And it's just all stainless steel. It's like this tower of stainless steel all meant for boiling, basically, water. And it looks huge, but you see some of the bigger producers, and you're like, oh, my God. They're monstrous. Yeah. And you know why they have a bunch of kids and grandkids, and it's a whole family affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone pitches in because you can't do this stuff alone. Right. No, no there's no way. No. Yeah. We have a lot of good friends that come over and, and help out during the maple season. And there it so. is. We have one good friend that never likes to be on camera and never likes to be recorded. Hates his picture taken. Uh-huh. His name's J.J. O'Connor. Yep. He's a bachelor and he lives in New Jersey. And he's one of our Marines and he's not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also super good friends with Will and he comes out every year with Will's crew and like was all, all part of our crew in 325. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all had a, we had a pretty, they used to call us the... The Bad News Bears, uh, the Wrecking Crew, the Bucks. We had all kinds of different names. That's awesome. Because we would, I don't know, would you say we're a little out of hand for a bit? Or Yeah. Get a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit out of hand. Hey. We're, we're, we're young U.S. Marines. We're acting mm-hmm. exactly like we should, we should. Correct. It doesn't, you know, it, it gets better with age. You calm down mm-hmm. and, you know, we're not rolling around on the floor like some people here with beating the hell out of other Marines. I would do no such thing. <laughs> it's all good. So, so what is your your website? Um, when are the typical like business hours per se, or how can someone buy your products? And where can people follow you? Okay, so buyersmaplefarm.com is our website, and you can go on there and check out what uh, products we offer. You can call us to make. Um, an order or message me through Facebook. I have a Buyer's Maple Farm page on Facebook and Instagram um, and then a personal page on Facebook as well under Denise Byers. Um, and then yeah I just take phone orders or by text message or email or <laughs> instant message however you, however you want to do mm-hmm. it but like I said I'm trying to work on getting a cart and you know develop a, a better way of ordering online but so far I'm not there yet. Sure. Would you ever want to, is your goal to be like in stores somewhere or are you in stores now? Um, Some of my herbal preparations, like the salves and the bombs, are in Beauty Organic Store in East Aurora. Oh, cool. Um, I just recently started selling through there. And uh, my friend Michelle Macy, she's awesome. She's got some really great products in there and she's all organic with all the products that she makes too. So it fits well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I do have honey, right now I'm sold out, but... I'll harvest again in October, and I sell a lot of my honey through Thorpe's Farm, Thorpe's Organic Farm up the road from us. Um, so when it's when it's there, I'll put it out. Nice. And tell everybody. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah. Really cool. Don't want to make it too big because that's a lot of work. Absolutely. Yeah. That is. I, there's there's days in that shanty where we're 15, 16 hour days. Damn. You know, we're double a normal work day, and we're still going. Well, there's some wineries out out west with a waiting list. Mm-hmm. For one bottle, yep. yeah, and it's like a six-year waiting list. Wow! So d- don't you know? It's fine. Have a waiting yeah. list. Right. Be like, yeah. hey, in two seasons, I can get you the amount of honey that you you're yeah, requesting yeah. right now. Right. Just give me some time because there's a waiting list, and yeah. then people will wait. Well, it's I fine. Got, I got five hives now. I I have I had bought four nukes for this year because I, I lost all my bees. One. Yeah, I lost right all my bees here. over the winter, and uh, so I'm like, all right. I have so many people that are wanting honey, and now that I know how to use beeswax, I could really use a lot more. So 
I, I was planning on buying four. I got four, got them going. And then like two days later, our neighbor calls and he's like, hey, I got a swarm of bees in my bush here. I was about to go mow my back but my back lawn area and I didn't want to because this ball of bees is there. Do you want them? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course I do. They're like $300 for a, a whole hive of bees for a nuke. Uh, no, not that much. 200 Uh, Like between 150 and 190 is where they're at yeah, right now. Close so, enough. They're expensive. Yeah. 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 To get them, they're expensive. Uh, yeah. To get so a freebie is awesome. great. I'd yeah. pay somebody $200 to get them out of my house. Yeah. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did. Like, oh, <laughs> Come take them, please. I gladly will. Thank you. So that was my first swarm that I caught. I captured it. I've so how never do you done capture it before. It? So I have oh, some... Tupperware? I'm not going to close So the nuke boxes are what I brought my other bees home in. And they're just basically made of plywood. They're small. Um, you can fit like four or five frames in them. The frames so, are where they put their honey. Yeah. Okay. So I had some extra frames that still had honey from, you know, my hives that I lost over the winter. And I put a couple frames in there so that um, I would put the box underneath it. And, of course, I was all suited up. I put the box underneath. <laughs> I trimmed the branches while holding on to it. And then I shook it down like you do like She's one of nuts. those you shake it down in and of course they're all buzzing around all crazy and um i put the top on it and i let them be for the night and it rained so it actually forced them to go into oh, okay. this hive or the nuke and so and she had honey in there too which first, attracts them back yeah in. yeah yeah so well once you do that shake and a lot of them go in they're all gonna talk to each other and, mm-hmm. and follow suit so I went back first thing in the morning, six, seven o'clock, and they were all in there. And so I picked it up and I brought it over. I had to actually go out and buy another hive from Masterson's, put it together that night, had the kids help me paint it, and we set it up. <laughs> it was a flurry. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was God, like, another hey, hive. I got bees. Okay, prop to beehive making, let's go. <laughs> so you don't actually so, take the nest or the hive or whatever? You don't take that? They were all just kind of in their own ball on a branch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So the queen. there wasn't like sure. any hive or honey or okay. anything like that. You're thinking They're of like a just... paper nest, like a football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those nope. are... Those are hornets. Right. Yeah. Honey gotcha. bees don't do that. Right. Uh, yeah. So okay. they're they're just in their own ball of bees surrounding that queen and protecting her. So wherever she goes, they're like stuck on her, right? So yeah. See, so queen I, bee? There you go. <laughs> Should I call her queen bee? That's that's insane. Yeah. That's I can't. So it was Literally. I was excited though. I'm like, yeah, that's oh, so perfect. I, I'm <laughs> sitting here with goosebumps and you're, yeah, all, really. you're all excited. Well, oh, be, we're gonna go check them out after this. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, we got the four-wheeler. We get the hell out of there fast. Yeah, you could just I, walk over and peek at him. You know, the yeah. one thing that she's not telling you is I'm allergic to bees. Perfect. She says you're I my only Yeah. So I don't do much of the bee stuff. So I, I, I wish neither. I could, but this might be a dumb question, but why were the honeybees there then if there was no nest? It, it just that's where the queen bee was? Yeah, it's swarm season. You know, they just... Oh, there's a season, Derek. There is a sweet... There is a Can season. Can you tell me exactly that season so I'm not home? <laughs> like no, go up to Alaska no, or something? you got to tell me when you're home <laughs> right? when you see hornets. one so I can come and get them. <laughs> yeah, murder hornets, exactly. <laughs> wow, that's wild. It's usually during the hot summer months. You know. <laughs> and when you see a, a hive actually swarm, we've had our hives actually take I, I've off before. I've watched them, yes. And it's just a gray mass of bees just they flying just through the floating air. floating away, can, going away. Can you imagine like, sitting here looking out? That's well, what we were doing. I yeah. did. No, it's it's foggy today. Today. We're like, what the hell <laughs> is that? And it's bees. It's yep. our bees. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're taking off. 
They didn't like their nest. We actually had them up in these trees a couple years ago, yeah. and they were all flying erratically around, and I'm like, that must be my hive that swarmed. Or it's other, you know, natural honeybees mm-hmm. from It's rival wild. bees. They're trying to get that turf. Yep, yep. So wow. They do, too. Bee gang wars. <laughs> I was just glad it was low to the ground and I could easily access it instead of having to go up into a tree or sure. something. Yep. You know? The maple trees never stung me, so... That's where I stay. There you go. I stay in the, that's, that's, I love doing the maple stuff. Yeah. I love to do the bees with her, but. Yeah. EpiPens are so expensive. Yeah. It's $600 a shot. Yeah. She says suck it up and just keep jabbing yourself, right? <laughs> no, thank you. No, I have holistic stuff for it. Yeah, I'm like this guy. They do scare me a little bit. I got my yeah. Sam to just pull the like things them. out. There's, yeah, two, there's, there's two things I respect and just don't screw with bees and Women. large snakes. Women. <laughs> large snakes. Large snakes get me. Spiders I'm fine with, but yeah. large snakes I just kind of like, ah, I'm just going to leave you alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Ah, big snakes, I'll stay away from them too. We but. used to have snakes before we had this places years ago. Yeah, we raised pythons for years. Yeah. That's that's and a round they, two conversation. They, I'm, they, not prepared. They I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. That's a crazy one. I had one bite me in the eyeball. <laughs> What? Well, hold on. I swear Why was your eyeball even near the snake in the first place? Because he was like, oh, flicking his eyelashes at it. Oh, my God. She, did, like, she bit me right in the eyeball. It was an albino. Oh, and my her, God. her tongue didn't have the fork. It was just rounded. So we're like, all right, it must not be I came out with smell a snake on my the way face. it should. And yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, ha- don't you, can you bat see your still? eyelashes at it. It was the other eye. <laughs> oh I still had two of them. I helped him out then, too. I got a snake on my face. Oh it my was. god! It was last right. But that, that was a whole other yeah. It didn't injury. You were good. No, they're not good for keeping as pets. No, they belong in the wild. It's wild like keeping bees as pets. Hey, they help me, and they do all the work and produce honey. I know. True. <laughs> I just don't go near them. <laughs> so, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about that we didn't get to? That's up to you guys. Well, I just want to make sure that we're not missing like a pivotal part. Like you guys also flock pigeons or something. I don't know, <laughs> but like I just want to make sure that we talked about everything that you guys do. Well, we have blueberry bushes. We have a little <laughs> veggie garden, but I mean, we don't grow everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. Pigeons can't, aren't we, a bad we idea. Can't. <laughs> It'll rival <laughs> USPS. Like, yeah, great. my friend grows quail. She does a great job too. Yeah, um, but Mike wild. Tyson does the pigeons. He does. Yeah, that's what See? got him into boxing. Be like Mike. Somebody killed his pigeon, pigeons. and he lost it. <laughs> what? Fun fact of the day. Yes. There you didn't know that? No. You remember that? <laughs> I did. Yeah, someone, I actually remembered something. Someone hurt one of Mike Tyson's <laughs> pigeons, and that's what started him into... Into boxing, yeah. Kicking the hell out of people. Yeah, yeah you ain't kidding. They, yeah. ki- wow. they killed his favorite pigeon, and he, he lost it on him. And uh, somebody saw it and was like, you're going to come box with me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, what a that's story. A, that's a factoid. Yeah, factoid. Good job. That's a good one. I haven't heard factoid in so long. <laughs> thank you for bringing that back that's into my life. Factoid. It is. Well, thank you guys so much for the hospitality, letting us come out and talk with you. Your, sure, your business model is awesome. I mean, I, I just love the, the whole holistic and just we're just going to do everything ourselves. And that's just fascinating. Everything. Yeah, it's a very down to earth approach. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you guys. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming out talking with us it was for sure great. and your instagram is again what uh i think da Buyers. okay so you, you don't have a separate business instagram no, it's yeah, personal. Instagram, yeah. It, yeah instagram is just da buyers and then um the website again buyersmaplefarm.com perfect b-e-y-e-r-s and then maple farm awesome well everybody you can go check them out uh 
hit them up because they got everything that you might need. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciate it. No thank problem. You thank guys. you guys for coming out. Thank you. Thank now we can eat some ribs. Hell yeah. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.